Are you telling me Jesus Christ couldn't hit a curveball? Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? It's time for the final countdown. <laughs> the show starts in 10, 9. Good afternoon, everybody. Good afternoon. Good day to you, sir. And a good day to you, sir. Anyway, <laughs> episode 93 coming out, coming in strong with Major League quote, a quote from the movie Major League. It's when they're all invited to spring training, which this movie came out like 1981. So just Charlie Sheen, young Charlie Sheen, Tom Berenger. Tom Berenger? I think he's in it. Anyway, they're arguing in the clubhouse. Pedro Serrano says something about his religion, Buddha. Joe Boo, that's what it is. Talks about Joe Boo and then I believe in Jesus Christ. And he's like, Joe Boo can help me hit. He's like, you're telling me Jesus Christ couldn't hit a curveball? Anyway, we're moving on. We had a nice four-day weekend. I just got off a nice four-day weekend. Back to work today, as one does on a Monday after a four-day holiday. And um, it felt good to be back. I know I was being a pussy last week with needed a mental health day, but it really did. That day plus a four-day weekend really did uh, recharge the old battery for a little bit. I went for a run this morning. It was 25 degrees out. Started hot. Well, I did a sleep study over the weekend, right? So I know I mentioned this last week on a podcast, but did a sleep study last week. And the first night was as awful as you can imagine getting hooked up to a machine is and sleep, trying to sleep. So they send you this kit, right? And it's a little box you like this. I thought it was going to be bigger. And of course, it unpacks and everything. It's like a little Darth Vader thing on little nostril things go up your nose like you're in the hospital. And then uh, another piece that goes on your finger and all the wires are connecting to the centerpiece and that centerpiece is strapped around you and it goes over your shirt. Like it doesn't have to be on like bare skin. So throw this baby on and the first night went exactly as I thought it was going to go, which is waking up every 10 minutes thinking I knocked it off, thinking it's on wrong because once it's on, it doesn't light light up or make noise or anything like it. When you're setting it up, all the lights turn on and then it, I guess the sensor registers that it's hooked up, right? So there's a sensor for like your nose, a sensor for your finger, and then a sensor for the chest piece. So as you're putting on, on these, these lights are going off and then they all turn green. Once they all turn green means that everything's in place. So if your nose piece is off or something, it won't turn green. It'll be yellow. After you do all that, it turns green. It like the whole thing is like lit up green and then it just shuts off. And that means it's recording at that point or it's doing whatever it's got to do. So then you fall asleep. So there's no like indication that this thing is still on or it's doing anything right. And you start going, obviously you just fall asleep. So it's a little, it's very uncomfortable. It's not a little uncomfortable. It's very uncomfortable because there's wires, the thing on your fingers, like kind of snug and you're just going for it. So I woke up probably every 10 minutes. It felt like every 10 minutes, but it was probably only like five times, 10 times, which is still a lot. So when I'm doing this thing, I'm like, I wake up the next day, I take it off. I'm like, man, that sucked. I woke up at one point in the middle of the night. I was like half awake, half asleep, and I ripped it off my face. Like it just, it wasn't even, I I couldn't even control my hands because I knew I shouldn't be taking it off, but I did it anyway. And I'm like, fuck, I got to put it back on. So then I put it back on, fall back asleep, and then I'm up and down. Like, I'm like, this thing's going to have a shit recording. Like if they recorded just that, they'd be like, oh yeah, you have sleep problems. 
But I'm like, I got to wear it again. So I'm like Googling and I'm calling the helpline. I'm like, can I wear this thing again? And they're like, you can wear it as many times as you want. They only need like, I think it's like 120 minutes of data. So the more you provide, the better, like a better picture we can, they paint, I guess. So I'm like, all right, cool. So I wear it the second night, right? Second night, similar effect happened. However, it dropped about 25 degrees overnight. Like it got cold. It was cold already. It was like 50 and then it went down to like 20 degrees. So the heat didn't kick on. So I woke up because I was freezing, put a hoodie on. So I'm putting a hoodie on over this machine. And I'm like, I don't know if I can do this or not. Fuck it. And then I have to fall back asleep again. So I'm like, of course, going to have shit sleep. And then I woke up again and take a piss. Like I got to get a good night's sleep. But like I wasn't like cranky or anything because of this. I'm like, this is just annoying. So then last night I wore it again for the last time. Hook it all up. Ready to go. I'm warm, bundled up. I get to bed early. There's no screen time. I mean, minimal screen time before bed. I didn't play Xbox or video games or anything because I wanted to sleep good. Give them good, a good reading. So I finally did it. I wake up and I'm like, oh, that was, first of all, it was just good sleep because I haven't had a good sleep in like three nights. And I was like, that's probably the best sleep I've had in a while with this thing. Or the last three nights, that was easily the best part. I don't recommend getting a sleep study done though. My overall point is if you can avoid it, avoid it. If you think you have sleep apnea or sleep problems, obviously get checked out. However, in my case, I'm positive they don't think I have any sleep problems. I never complained about sleep problems. I don't snore. I don't have complaints of sleep apnea. I don't have any symptoms of sleep apnea. I'm just tired a lot. So they had to do a sleep study. I should have pushed back on it, but I'm like, how hard could it be? But it's fucking miserable. Anyway, Veterans Day weekend. All the Veterans Day Veterans Day deals were out on Saturday. I didn't take advantage of any of them because they're all chain restaurants. Applebee's, Chili's. Some local places do. They usually do, though. The local places always have like 10 or 15% off for military. But some of these places, it's like full on. You get like a full meal or whatever. But it's heavy. We The one year we did it, which was kind of fun, we, we made it a point to eat everywhere that gave free. So we just drove to one place to another, like literally, like just stuffing your fat face with everything. Uh, a few years ago, we went to Applebee's and then Chili's like back to back because a lot of places they give you like a free beer plus a meal some places just do the meal some places do like free apps so kind of bounce around a little bit it's always fun get a little recognition and then of course there's the people that you know make it known that they're a veteran by like changing their profile picture to them in their uniform just so you know that they're in the military I never really like those people. It kind of bothers me when people do that. Like, put it up all the time or don't put it up at all. Like, you don't have to put it on just for Veterans Day. Like, for the most part, people probably know you're in the military. Or if it's like an old, like, retired picture, that's fine, too. Like, if it's like an old, like, you retired, like, in the 90s or something. Throw that bitch up. But anyway, we've been talking too long. It's about nine minutes in already. And we haven't even covered the Taylor Swift news today. Not so much news to report. Basically, Travis Kelsey was at her concert after the show was over. She like was walking backstage and she saw him and ran to him, whatever, and they embraced. It was it was cute. But other than that, I listened to a podcast, The Greg Cody Show with Greg Cody, and he had a college professor on. And this college professor teach it's illegal. He's a lawyer. He's a law professor and he teaches like contract law, I think. But his whole class is based around Taylor Swift because she's like an enigma, like legal wise. That's why she's re-releasing all her songs. So she owns them. So this guy broke it down and I'm not going to speak for him. But basically what happens is you write a song, you perform the song, the studio buys it or the whatever the company buys it. And then they you work with them to release this song, make an album, make a single, whatever. At that point, the studio owns the song because they helped you produce it, all this stuff. Even though you might have written the song and sung it and played the only instrument in it, they still own it because they helped push it out. And then in contracts, it usually has like after X amount of time, you can, the rights come back to you to do it, or you can pay a fee up front 
to buy back your rights, basically. And it's usually pretty expensive. What Taylor Swift is doing, because she has a fuckload of money, is buying back all her songs, re-releasing them by herself, like re-recording them, owning all the music to them. That's why it's like Taylor's version and all that stuff. This guy teaches that, like the law side of it, like the legal aspect of like the contracts and all that stuff. But his whole class is Taylor. It's like, I don't know. It's in the name. I don't want to say the name. It's not like, it's like the, the, you know, legal 101 Taylor Swift edition. It's like some shit like that contract law taylor swift or something like it has it in the name so he's like we get a fuck ton of people join up to join this class because they're all swifties so you could say he's pandering the same way i'm pandering about it too but he goes on with it and um he said it's crazy the amount of requests he gets to have people just sit in the class he's like there's people that don't even go to this fucking school that want to just sit in the class because it's taylor swift based and he's like it's just crazy he's like i didn't anticipate this would happen he goes i was just really going over the contract of hers to teach contracts because once you put something that people can attach themselves to like taylor swift they listen more he's like next thing i know i'm getting calls from people to to, can i stream the the class can i do this he's like we have we're sold out like my whole course load is sold out with students because they just want to take this class because it's taylor swift based so she continues to carry a lot of weight and a lot of uh gravitas And then in other news, President Biden is hosting the Chinese President Xi Jinping in San Francisco. It's their first face-to-face interaction in a year. And what people are noticing is that San, because San Francisco, it's the most expensive place to live. And it has, I don't want to say it's the highest homeless person rate or whatever they call it, unhoused rate. There's a fuck ton of homeless people out there in San Francisco. Like it's a war zone of homeless people. And I'm not making fun of homeless people. Like homeless people, it sucks to be homeless. I've never been homeless, thank God. But there's homeless people everywhere in San Francisco. It's like the haves, it's like a really, it's a dichotomy. The haves and the have-nots live in San Francisco. And they're everywhere. People always complain, why can't they clean up the streets? But then they showed when uh, President Xi was coming, the streets are fucking spotless now. Like there's no homeless people. There's fences up. There's these barricades up. And people are like, why can't they do this all the time? And like the theory is, is that what people are saying is like they shipped them to L.A. Now it's going to be L.A.'s problem. Or that's what like uh, the right wing people are saying is like, oh, they just moved them to L.A. Now it's L.A.'s problem. What other people are saying is like, oh, they just put them in temporary housing or they made the housing that is there, like the temporary housing that is there, like shelters and shit. They just bust them to those shelters and they're probably going to be back within like a week or so. So there's that. And then President Biden also called Vice President Kamala Harris President Harris and everyone jumped all over it. So who really cares? But he's a goof. First, he has a, or not a lisp, a stutter. He grew up with a stutter. He's always had a stutter. And he's just old as fuck. He's like 82 years old, 83 years old. Pretty sure he's like 84. Either way, President, former President Trump's like three years younger than him. So he's old as shit too. I think he's like 81. I think Biden's 81 and Trump's 78. I don't know. Anyway, they're both fucking old. But the Republican debate was last week. And what they're doing is no one's really polling above like 5%. Like they're all bottom feeding. But what the hope is there is that President Trump Former President Trump can't run anymore. He gets like indicted. He's in jail. Something happens because President Trump is polling at like 70% now. It's crazy because he doesn't go to these debates. He just goes to rallies and his rallies are kind of empty, but he doesn't, it doesn't affect him. Like he just continues to, you know, rack up stats on the polls. And so these other candidates that go to these things, it's a, it's, they're out of control. I mean, Ron DeSantis wearing heels, Nikki Haley, who's like the front runner, but she only has like 11%. Vivek Ramaswamy, this dude who's, 
who sounds really smart. He's a tech bro, but he's also just like a fear mongering guy. He says like cap, like the, the country is going to collapse in like two years if he's not president. And if that were the case, right? Like, let's just say he had evidence that that was going to happen. Wouldn't it, if him being an American and wants to help the Republic, wouldn't he just tell somebody like, hey, this is what's going to happen. I have inside knowledge. Like, you know what I mean? Like, why do you need to be president to tell us? He's like a salesman like that. Like, oh, if you buy my product, then then I'll save the world. And it's like, why not just save the country anyway, man? So he does that shit. And I think people are kind of sick of him because he has that like, I'm smarter than you kind of vibe. He says a lot of like crazy shit. Some of it's like, all right, you might have a point, but the way you deliver it, like he's against TikTok. He's like 100% against TikTok, but has a TikTok. And he's like, I'm only using it because you have to. And it's like, yeah, I'm only using it because I like to use it. You know, like it's he's very uh, hypocritical. Like you, you can't use it, but I can use it to boost myself. I can I can use it to tell you not to use it. And then DeSantis being Ron DeSantis, who is just a robot that's just not funny or charming or anything. He like licked his lips thing again. I will not let you down, America. He like sucked his teeth and was like, what are you doing, man? You know, and then he saw him like hobbling off and like, oh, the heels must be getting tired. His feet, his ankles must be hurting from his fucking heels. But overall, what they're trying to do is hopefully President Trump gets indicted, like charged and has to go to jail or one of the courts say like, no, you can't run for president. Like you're a felon type of thing. So then at that point, everyone that is going to vote for him either don't votes or they they all switch to one of them. And it looks like Nikki Haley's picking up some speed. She says crazy shit. She's not dumb or anything. She says crazy shit to like pander to that crowd. But what they all do besides Chris Christie is none of them none of them bash Donald Trump. They don't. They don't, if they mention him, they're like, oh, well, he's got to go through the process. Like, you know, like they will support whoever's the the nominee, stuff like that. They never say, they never talk shit about him because they know as soon as they do, it's over. Like they're, so they, they're very passive aggressive the way they do it, but they're all hoping that President Trump gets arrested soon or goes to jail soon and they can just keep it moving. But that's not the biggest news. The biggest news, what we wanted to talk about today. was this humane AI pin. So I first saw it on, I want to say TikTok, but I'm pretty sure it was Twitter or X, formerly known as Twitter. And it's this little pin. And what it does, it's like a little AI like assistant. So if if you've seen the move, the movie Her, the Joaquin Phoenix vehicle, he falls in love with this little AI bot that he has. Not in like a, I mean, it's creepy, obviously, but it takes place in like the future. And like these, it's like this little mini, it's like the original iPhone. It's like the size of that, right? It has a camera on it and you just put it like in your pocket and it has a little earpiece. Similar to like an AirPod, smaller than that though. You can't see it. And in the future, in this future everybody's talking to their ais they don't talk to each other at all like rarely do you see people in the movie talking to each other outside of like when they need to talk to each other and he has one friend who's like his neighbor his like human neighbor and like he he goes over there and they talk to her but other than that they're all talking to their ais the entire time and what happens is he ends up falling in love with this thing but i'm not getting into the movie we can we can review that another time but the little thing it's like a little it's what this thing kind of is it's like a little card it's the size of like a, a card you know it's tiny and what this humane AI pin is, you pin it onto yourself and it has a little battery pack and everything. It's tiny. It's like the size of, it's like the, in the size of like an AirPod case or like an AirBuds case, something that it's like that kind of small, like it's tiny. You put it on, it has a camera, it has a laser projection on it and it has a little button on it, like a little activation button and it blends in. You can wear it's a little white pin or black pin. I'm sure they're going to have colors for it or interchangeable colors and you just wear it. And then when there's messages, it'll read them to you if you want. 
it'll take a picture. If you say capture this or whatever, you prompt it to take a picture, it'll take a picture, it'll record. It all updates to the cloud. And then the laser part, so you hold your hand out in front of it. Like the way the guy did it in the presentation, which I get, it's a presentation. I, I want to see how this actually reacts like in real time. He holds his hand out and it laser projects onto his hand. I don't know how smooth that's going to be. Like what if the lighting is wrong? What if the sun's in your face? You know what I mean? What if it's the glare and all that shit? So I want to see how smooth this actually works. But apparently it works pretty smooth from people that have reviewed it and like developers that have worked on it. Because it's like 20 developers that used to work at Apple started this company and they're the ones behind it. If in fact it works the way that it works in the video, it's going to be kind of wild because you won't have to look at your phone anymore. And the way the AI is programmed in it, it's that it knows the messages you want to read. It's not going to say, if you say like, check my email, it's not going to just start reading spam emails and shit. It's going to be able to recognize what emails are important or what messages are important, all that stuff. And then you can go from there. But there's no like, hey, Siri, there's no crazy, like you have to prompt it for anything. Like it's already, he says it's not listening to you. It's not always listening. You have to touch the button, the activation button first, but it's like always paying attention, I guess. I don't know. It's kind of wild. The video is like nine minutes long. Otherwise I'd play it here, but you can just type in humane AI and it'll come right up. But the AI that's built into it is like, it learns from you and it learns like your habits to give you the information you're looking for at the time. And it'll give you like, if you ask for like, apparently if you look for like Facebook updates or X updates, it'll go based off like the algorithm that's based in the, in the app. It's a whole thing. So if you want, look it up, humane AI pin, you can put it, just put humane AI, it'll come right up and it's pretty wild. But in the other news of AI, ChatGPT released its updated version over the weekend. Was it over the week? It was like Friday, I think. Thursday or Friday last week. And for those of you that have GPT-4, you had access to plugins, right? Where you just, you can add a, a program onto ChatGPT, like a specific, it does a specific task really well, basically. That's the easiest way to put it. So there's certain plugins you can do, like one was like newsworthy, like uh, it would be like top stories or like other ones were like stock analysts, like Excel, um, like do- um, Excel document readers, stuff like that. It was a little wonky. Like you had to have the right plugin and there's a million plugins and it's hard to find. And these are all third parties that make them. Like these are all just people sitting in their basement or companies that make them. So they're not integrated with ChatGPT. So some of them didn't work right or they worked a little bit, but not the way you kind of anticipated and it's not, it wasn't fluid. So what ChatGPT did, or OpenAI did actually with ChatGPT, was instead of letting you take the API key and make your own, they said, how about we just make a builder and you can make a, a GPT for yourself? Like, this isn't that hard to do because you do it anyway with your own ChatGPT. But the beauty of these is, is you can save your own, you can publish your own, and eventually there's going to be a GPT store where you can make one, put it on there like app, their version of the app store and people can buy it or you can list it for free, whatever, and go from there. But the beauty of these things is that you can upload as many PDFs, websites, whatever you want into each individual GPT. So what does this all mean, right? So I have, right now I have one, two, three, four, five, six GPTs I made over the weekend. One of them is dedicated just to schoolwork. So what I did, and don't, I mean, obviously don't tell my professor this, is I took the textbook, converted it to a PDF, right? Uploaded that into the GPT. I took the syllabus, uploaded that to the GPT. I took the research paper that's due. I took all three milestones, we have or four milestones that we have to hit, uploaded all that to the GPT. I took my annotated bibliography that I made like three weeks ago, uploaded that into the GPT. And I said, this is for a research paper for school. 
It has to sound original because this is as it asks you for all the prompts you want it to do. It'll it gives you like an interview of what exactly are you looking for here. So I said anything I put into this GPT is for research purposes only. It's for a school project, so it has to be APA style. Um, here's all the information and be, feel free to use the internet as much as you want. And it, everything has to be cited in APA format, all this stuff. And you pump it, you put all this information in there, plus the information it already knows and the information it can go find on the internet. So on Saturday, my research paper outline was due after I made this GPT. So I'm like, I'm going to see if this thing fucking works. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to turn up on this thing. So after uploading all this stuff into it, which took maybe 10 minutes, the longest part was downloading a fucking 300 page PDF. After that, it was just uploading it again, another five, 10 minutes, nothing crazy. I do that. I give it the 10 sources that I used. And I said, you can use other sources. You can choose from this library. And I gave it the credentials to log into my school library account, which probably shouldn't done, but whatever. This thing pumped out a research paper outline that was 1500 uh, characters long in about 35 seconds. (laughs) It pumps this thing out and then it says, it goes over it with you too. So it says, here's why I wrote this. Here's why I wrote that. Do you want to make any changes? And you can change it. You're editing it as you go. And then you're like, all right, give me the final product. You pump it out. I put it into Microsoft Word and I don't know if it's Microsoft Word is checking for AI, but it has like clarity, repetitiveness, grammar, and there's something else in like the editor now. It's not just like spell check, you know? You hit this one like editor and it gives you this whole rundown. This thing had a 99% originality. And the only reason it didn't have 100 was because there was the one phrase was used twice, like across the entire 1500 words. Like it it said, um, I think it said setting up twice, like in the same context. So it was like, oh, just change it to this. Then I got 100. So I'm like, this thing has no idea. You couldn't, if you read this, you would have no idea that it was written by ChatGPT. It cited everything the way it's supposed to cite it. It listed the annotated bibliography on the bottom. It gave live links. It gave exact pages, like all this shit. And I was like, this isn't just like you made an outline of a research paper. Like, you know what I mean? It wasn't like you just made like, I have to change things now. Now I have to go in there and change it to make it sound like myself. This was a genuine, this is mine. And the reason I know that it was mine is because I asked it to do it again. I opened up a new prompt same GPT with all the information in there, opened up a new one, like started a new one. I said, I'm the same thing. I'm starting a research paper, use these documents. Everything's already pre-uploaded. So I'm like, use this. It pumped out a completely different research paper, like different tone, different everything. Everything was different. It didn't, there was nothing that was the same. And again, I know this because I put it into Microsoft Word and then I put it through a plagiarism. So you upload one, you upload the other and you see if it's plagiarized. Nothing came up. I think it was maybe 11% came up plagiarized. I'm like, you got to be fucking shitting me. So there's really no way to check at all. And the, the course name is operating systems. So now that Bing AI, which runs off ChatGPT and OpenAI's LLM is built into the OS, the operating system. You can't fault us for using it. You know what I mean? Like it's built in. We're learning about operating systems. We're learning how they're going to be the future and all this and that. And the future is happening literally right now. That sounds cliche as fuck, but it's literally happening right now. So you can't fault people for using it. I just thought it was crazy how this is kind of what everyone's always wanted. This is what Google should have been. Google used to be kind of like this. It would give you all the sources to find, even if it was the craziest shit in the world. Now you type in Google 9-11 inside job and it gives you reasons why it isn't all this and that. You can't find a direct answer on good luck asking Google for an exact answer on something. You're going to see every article in the world why it's not the right answer. Or you're going to see one answer and you're like, oh, I agree with that. And the next article under it going to be a totally different answer. This is this will be like based on my sources 
I've come to the conclusion that this is the closest to the right answer you're looking for. And like, so you're telling me this thing is thinking for me now? Like, you know what I mean? It's 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 giving its opinion based on all the sources it just read. And sometimes this thing goes to like 10, 11, 12 sources. Like I've seen that because it shows you the progress of what it's doing. So you could see what it clicked on, what it read and everything. And I'm like, this happened within, if I had to go through all 10 sources to write just this outline, I'd still be working on it. And people go, oh, well, you shouldn't have waited till the last minute. It's like, yeah, I do all my schoolwork throughout the week. This sped this up to about an hour. And not only did it do that, is that another I made another GPT, right? And this one's just for like basic research. There's a lab that's due. And obviously you, this thing can't write or can't start programs or stop programs or anything. So I gave it the I gave it the homework assignment. I put it in there and it said, all right, I can't do this for you, but I can walk you through step-by-step on how to do it. This thing was like, pull up this page on this website. Here's the link on the bottom left. Click on this exactly where this thing should be, like exactly what it's telling you to look for. It finds it and it's telling you directions step by step. Click on that link. When that opens up, this is going to open up. Download the second to the the second file up from the bottom. And it's like, what the fuck? You do all that, it gets me through the entire lab. A lab that two weeks ago we had a lab, it took me like four fucking hours to figure out because it's coding, you know? Coding's a pain in the ass. This was like, here's what's wrong with your code. Here's how I can fix it. Go to this, 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 and this. Start doing it all. Walking me through how to do it. So I'm like, this thing knows this and that. So then what I did again after this was, I was like, I got EPBs due, dill, EPBs due. An EPB is an enlisted performance brief. I think it's basically, it's like my resume for the entire year. It's like what I accomplished in the Air Force, what I accomplished for the for the year. It's like, you have to put like your top, like your top, um, it's like recognition, basically. It's how you determine how you're going to get promoted, right? So the higher rating you get, the more you get promoted. I'm past this phase because I'm still not the re- next, I still have to sew on my next rank. So like this next EPR or EPB isn't going to really matter to me, but I have to write other people's EPRs or APBs. I have to write it all for them. So they give they all give me the information and I write them, right? So I upload the writing guide, the Air Force EPB writing guide, PDF into this thing. I upload the ALQ writing guide. It's like there's a bunch of writing guides. I uploaded like three of them. And then I uploaded the AFI that dictates how to write this into this thing. And I said, now that you know the parameters of what I'm looking for, take this information and write an EPB. Pumped it out. This thing pumped it out instantly. What would have taken me like 35 minutes to come up with exactly 350 characters to sound coherent and not sound like bullshit, this thing pumped out. And then it gives me revised ver- different versions of it. Do you want it to look this way? Do you want the tone to change to more like rewarding, more serious, more mission oriented, more leadership oriented? And it's asked because that's all in the in the PDF I uploaded. So it's pulling. It's not even just pulling the information from PDF. It's interpreting what the fuck it means in the PDF and the writing guide. And the writing guide's a PowerPoint, by the way. It's not uh, like a PDF. It's a PowerPoint. I have to upload a PowerPoint into this thing. So it's reading through the PowerPoint and the PDFs and everything. And it's asking me, do you want this to sound like a leadership thing? Do you want it to sound like a mission thing? Do you want it to sound like above and beyond? Because I get above and beyond section, which is just like extra volunteer stuff. And then it gives you the version that it would sound like if you chose a different path for it. I'm like, this just saved me days of work. This is what I do in my office is I have to write these fucking things. I'm like, this just literally saved me from spending a week at work doing this. 
So then I went back and told all my airmen. I was like, look, I want literal pages of what you guys have done. Like, I don't care if you take time out during work to do it. If you tell me I'm taking an hour, leave me alone to write the APB information to pass to you, I'm happy with it. The more you give me, the merrier. Because what I'm going to do is take that information, put it in this thing. It's going to pump out APBs left and right. So ChatGPT has, they've done it again. When they released the first version of ChatGPT 3, I think this time last year, then they did 3.5 and then they updated it to 4. When they went from 3.5 to 4, it was like a game changer. It was like, holy shit, you got to get on this train. Since then, people are like, oh, it's dead. It's not doing anything. This thing's dumb. They like update little things here and there. Now they just change the game again. Now it's it's basically what can't it do? People have like, what can't this thing do for me yet? And like, obviously it can't open programs for you, but it's telling you how to pull up a command line to do it. It's telling you exactly where to click on websites that I've never been to because it opens it up faster than I can open it up, scan it, understand what I'm trying to do and do it for me or tell me how to do it. Step its game up again. So if you're not paying $20 a month for ChatGPT, spend the $20 on it. If you have a job that requires you to sit at a desk, get ChatGPT4. I'm telling you, it is a game changer. Once you figure it out, you get comfortable using it. You're going to be like, wait a minute, where has this been my entire life? And we're only like maybe two or three iterations away from this thing just doing voice, like to pick up my voice and understand me, like talk. Like we're only, I would say, less than a year away from that before it starts doing voice recognition and all this stuff. So fucking moving fast, man. It's all over. You know, it's going to take us over one day and go from there. But I feel bad for the, uh, I don't really feel bad for him. Fuck him. But the professors are fucked. Anyone that has a meet minute uh medial job where you're just filling out excel documents all day see ya you're done any kind of analyst you're done a lot of jobs i could see getting the fuck out so anyway we're gonna wrap it up again i went down the bad news route uh we're at the 40 minute mark roughly so we're gonna get out of here i'm gonna make another gpt just for gpts go from there i don't know probably gonna stream tonight nba again get on that train did not buy the uh new call of duty because it's just a dlc i know the zombies looks fun but i don't really feel like spending 70 dollars on it but we got a full week this week and then uh thanksgiving next week so looking forward to that and uh we're gonna get the fuck out of here so appreciate everyone again don't forget to follow me on twitter tiktok substack spotify apple youtube twitch all of it links are always around so we will see you when we see you